This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Captera and by Manscaped. We got a lot to cover today from the world of tech, so let's just start with whatever the hell this is. Yes, according to the intrepid tech reporters of foxnews.com, mm. a Russian startup is apparently selling robot clones of real people. So, wow, I guess the future really is here, and boy, is it terrifying. But can I put my own brain in it? Not yet. Oh. Yeah, they told us fully autonomous humanoid robots that are indistinguishable from real people was just science fiction. But clearly, these Russians have cracked the code. Well, you see, the thing was, we were building these humanoid replicas for Jeffrey Epstein, who made sure to chop his own dick off and have his brain saved. And now the U.S. government has destroyed both of them, so we might as well just release them to the public. Big if true. Goes real deep. <laughs> so anyways, back to the real story here. Let's look a bit closer past the headlines. The robot is called the RoboC, and it's made by a company called Promobot, who until now were mainly known for selling a robot also called the Promobot, which is basically a customer service touchscreen or airport ticketing kiosk with some basic voice features found on home assistant speakers. Uh, but uh, it's on wheels and it has arms and a face. So that's cute. Basically, it's the kind of thing that, you know, they feature at various robot hotels and, that have popped up around the world in the past few years. Uh, in other words, it sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. Yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah. But hey, actual talking robots that zoom around airport terminals offering assistance is kind of cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe something you'd use once. At the very least, it's mostly non-threatening. That is not the case with the RoboC, which, as far as we can tell, is just the same tech that's used in the Promobot, plus one of the most textbook examples of the Uncanny Valley phenomenon that we've ever seen. This thing can do 600 different facial expressions, supposedly, and this particular model, Alex, is meant to look like Promobot founder Alexei Yuzikov, and uh, I, I, it, it mostly kind of does mm. if you just glance at it. I mean, you look at it for more than just a brief moment, though, and all of your human instincts start to kick in and start telling you to avoid this thing at all costs. Yeah, but hey, they said they can make this robot look like anyone, right? Well, here's Albert Einstein, who the sculptors clearly spent a bit more time on. It looks great and very lifelike. His eyes even follow you as you frantically try to move out of his eye line. Stop it, Albert. You're freaking me out. Albert, please. And if for whatever reason you're not into the idea of interacting with a dead uh, physicist, here's Arnold Schwarzenegger in robot form. Someone get James Cameron on the phone to tell him uh, to fire the real Arnold because we don't need his old ass anymore. And this one's actually a robot yeah. like is displayed in the movie. Yeah. Wow. So lifelike. You don't even need makeup. You just start shooting at it and chunks start blowing off, yeah. revealing uh, metal yeah. parts probably. Just make a bunch. Make a bunch for backup. Of course, we're still a long ways off from this kind of robot actually replacing actors, not just because every facial expression it makes triggers immediate disgust, mm. but also because at this point, it's just a head and a neck. So what is this for, then? Well, it looks like the idea is to have these replace human service employees for basic front desk and concierge services, or as in the case of the Einstein robot, to put them in museums as interactive exhibits. Hell, here's the Alex robot anchoring a Russian news show. Guess our days may be numbered. No, now we just get to sleep all day. Yeah. Get, set, get the robots. Send in the Elliot bot. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is news yeah. article. Just somehow not as engaging as the real thing mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, they will get there, though. Yeah. The Robot C or Robo C is also available as a home assistant. If for whatever reason you want this damn thing sitting on your kitchen counter instead of just a Amazon Echo speaker. No, I need it to have a fucking face. I need it to follow me around the room. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've seen Parasite, you know that maybe this is the better choice. 
Maybe. No spoilers. Uh, all of that sounds entirely unappealing, obviously. But enough weird robotics companies are pursuing the idea that we're just going to have to keep hearing about it. And luckily, this one's not made for sex yet. I don't know. The whole yeah. thing The whole thing about just like, yeah, we'll put anyone's face on it. We don't care. Ooh. Hey, we put Arnold's face on it. We definitely didn't ask his permission. And then like in their press release, they're like, what if you could have like Michael Jordan as a... I'm like, do Russians not understand copyright law? No. Or intellectual property? So yeah, I mean, this is definitely something you could if you really wanted to. And you had a lot of money to blow. It'd be like, hey, this girl I have a crush on, make a robot of her. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Uh, Maybe get the old drill out, leave a couple holes in there. <laughs> yeah. No reason. Well, there's plenty of companies doing that as well. Not, uh, I guess, making copies of other people, but making fuck robots. Yeah, it's all going to hell. We're yeah. all going to hell. Yeah. Meanwhile, if this creepy robot future terrifies you, uh, you've at least got a chance to make some money off of it. Last month, a company called Geomic issued a press release offering $125,000 worth of bounty money in exchange for a human face that they'll use in an upcoming line of virtual friend robots for elderly people. Yeah, so in other words, you hand over the right for them to make robots based on your face in exchange for $125,000. Most of this project is wrapped in secrecy, and the submissions are done by simply emailing them a picture of your face. Hmm. So this all seems very shady. But that is a lot of money. Yeah. Life-changing. Mm-hmm. Is it enough money to make up for the fact that the creepiest and most unsettling version of your face becomes the official face of a robot army? That's for you to decide. Yeah, that's a contract you really want to read. Yeah. Oh, you mean I'm helping the elderly have friends? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm down for that. And then all of a sudden, you're a fuck robot. Yeah. And, that, all, and that'll happen. All of a sudden, all the old ladies are trying to fuck you. Yeah. I do like that the uh, this uh, friend robot, uh, the adding your face to it is the same process that you would do to like get your face in WWE 2K uh, or like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, 15, yeah, every, years ago. everyone knows the you know if you're if you're gonna do a very accurate like detailed yeah face just a two D uh, yeah, picture just send over some selfies yeah we'll we'll handle the rest yeah what could go wrong well speaking of faces over in Australia the latest idea they've come up with to stop minors from gambling or looking at porno on the internet is to create a government database of face scans in other words a list of masturbators and gamblers faces. What could go wrong? <laughs> it's unclear how this would actually work, but the simplest way would be, I, I, I guess, to make people turn on their webcam anytime they want to access uh, some porn or a gambling website. Yeah, that's great. Great two things, idea. Two things everyone wants to be filmed doing. Yeah. Gambling and porning. Hopefully it's got Siri integration, so like Siri can be like, I see you're trying to jack off. Mm-hmm. Please scan your face. Yeah. Well, wouldn't want the children to see it. Yeah, this comes on the heels of the, the UK finally just deciding to throw in the towel on their plans for age verification, which at one point potentially involved forcing people to go and purchase an adult content pass or porno pass at a retail store with login info that, that you would then use any time that you wanted to access adult content. That's how people in Cuba access the internet in general. It is. It is. Sure. Yeah. At least when we were there. Yeah. So with the UK already being one of the most heavily surveilled countries on Earth, uh, the whole porno pass plan, it didn't go over very well. Also, it wouldn't have even fucking worked because the plan exempted social sites like Reddit and Twitter, which are full of porn if you know where to look. No. Well, knowing the UK, they'd give you like a certain amount of minutes every month for free because your taxes paid into it. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets 25 minutes. Make the the mess of it. Yeah. It was never going to work. They delayed it so many times. So, yeah, it's no surprise that the UK government is just, you know, pivoting away from that plan and now exploring other methods for dealing with what they call online harms. 
Oh, well, oh well. Speaking of social media, though, TikTok may be in trouble with the U.S. government. The number one social media app for Zoomers is, as you know, because you watch this show, a Chinese company. Its parent company, ByteDance, first launched an app called Douyin in China and then launched the exact same app internationally with the name TikTok. Along the way, they also bought up Musical.ly, uh, another Chinese app popular with teens outside of China. Uh, and as with any tech companies based in China whose products start catching on in the U.S., there's been an increasing concern lately that uh, the Chinese government may use TikTok to spy on or undermine the United States in some way. So earlier this year, the U.S. government raised similar concerns over Grindr, the gay dating app that also just so happened to be owned by a Chinese company. The concern was that such sensitive information would be a great way for the Chinese government to blackmail Americans into doing their bidding or to spy on the U.S. military by looking at the user data of users in the military. Uh, they ended up ordering Grindr's parent company to sell off Grindr, and that, st that sale is still pending. So, uh, anyways, with TikTok, there are similar concerns over uh, sensitive user data falling into the hands of the Chinese government. Though, for their part, they claim that no TikTok data is actually stored in China. But another much simpler and more petty reason for this scrutiny is that basically all U.S.-based social media is banned in China. So, why should we be letting them set up shop over here? Yeah, it's also, petty, but it's valid. Also, I mean, okay, if it's if it, even if it's not being sent back to, like, servers in China or whatever, there's a lot just a, 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 a crazy amount of facial and location data yeah. that is up for grabs if they decided to flip a couple of switches at one point like, randomly. Microphone access, yep. camera access. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. GPS, everything. I can't even imagine what they would do with that information from a bunch of fucking teens, but... Yeah. The, uh, you know, the Americans seem to be obsessed with the word boomer. Yes. How do we use this against them? Oh, man. Yeah. Also, according to a piece this week in the Washington Post, some of TikTok's U.S.-based moderators say that they were basically just getting orders directly from China about what types of content to censor on the app. No Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Sometimes they block content in a shadowy way where the user wouldn't even know that it was blocked for other users. Mm -hmm. um, previous reporting a few months back based on leaked internal documents showed that TikTok's moderators were told specifically to censor content related to Tiananmen Square, Tibetan independence, and the banned religious group Falun Gong. And there is strong evidence to suggest that more recently, content about the Hong Kong protests has also been censored. You go on there and you search Hong Kong, it's just, you know, yeah. a typical day in Hong Kong. Wow. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's having a great time mm -hmm. over there. So yeah, uh, TikTok has become the latest point of contention between the U.S. and China, and it'll be interesting to see where this ends up going. So if for some reason you still have the TikTok app, it is your duty as an American citizen to make a meme of the tank man at Tiananmen Square, but he walks in front of it and the tank guy's like, get out of the way, and he goes, okay, boomer. Yeah. So that is up to you, the, the, the viewer, proud Americans, to upset the Chinese government by making boomer memes out of terrible incidents in China. Go forth, be strong. Mm -hmm. Speaking of big governments investigating tech companies, the National Transportation Safety Board this week released the findings of their investigation into that self-driving Uber car accident in which an Arizona woman was killed while trying to cross the street. And it turns out that uh, one of the big reasons the lady is dead is because the Uber car lacked the programming to either recognize or respond to the presence of jaywalkers on the road. Oops. <laughs> Well, that's a beta test. We never told the car about the fact that sometimes people walk in the street when they're not supposed to. You see... Whoops. 
sometimes random things happen in front of cars. Yeah, sometimes on the road things don't go as planned, mm-hmm. and uh, you you know. Well, that's what beta tests are for. <laughs> don't worry. We have the data now. We fixed the glitch. Uh, no, well, we haven't. But Or maybe they have. I don't know. I, yeah. The car actually uh, spotted her 5.6 seconds before impact, but it didn't know what to make of her. So she got hit. Yeah, it seems like a, kind of a huge oversight for self-driving technology. But it's important to remember that there was a human driver also behind the wheel yeah. to watch out for this kind of thing. But she was too busy watching the voice on her phone to react in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition to that, not to victim blame, but the woman who was killed did jaywalk across a dark road in the middle of the night, knowing full well that a car was coming. Yeah. Uh, the same thing could have happened with a different non-autonomous cars. So that's worth pointing out. Yes. Like, people, people get hit by normal cars all the time. Mm-hmm. Still, though, having programming for dealing with jaywalkers seems like something a self-driving car should have had before being allowed on the road. The car first classified the victim as a vehicle, and then as other, then as a vehicle again, then as other again, then as bicycle, then as other, then as bicycle again, and by then it was too late. Oh, jeez, I'm scrambled. I'll just hit it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people getting hit, uh, or anyone getting being able to get hit by even human drivers, there was a great video online uh, that I saw last night where someone's doing a news report on the uh, safety of uh, electric scooters. Uh, I don't think it was in America, but they're like, yeah, it's fun. And then just drives off and immediately gets hit by a car. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's funny, though, because it wasn't going very fast. I think they were fine. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I laughed either way. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, the reason that uh, this Uber, the self-driving one, didn't stop after any of the, uh, I don't know, data sets that it was analyzing at the time was because Uber had built in an automated one-second delay between crash detection and taking action. Because otherwise, the car would have just been hitting the brakes constantly like, for example, the Tesla auto summon feature. Just, yeah. just a very annoying ride that will yeah. probably make you sick. Basically, in order to make autonomous cars function smoothly, you have to tell them to basically ignore uh, every little thing that obstacles, could, yeah. unless it's like absolutely abundantly clear. It's a good thing that we're testing all of this on the roads with yeah, normal people who can't react uh, properly to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. great. Well,. Uh, like we said, with the Tesla Auto Summon feature, autonomous cars are they're doing a great job of just showing all the various ways that uh, driving a car isn't an exact science. Driving actually relies on a lot of very quick human intuition that cars aren't really capable of at this point. So, yeah, it's a fun experiment. Yeah. Uh, the, the Google car, Waymo, mm-hmm. they, I think they're also, I don't know where they're based, somewhere in like the southwest, I think. Yeah. They started uh, allowing fully autonomous rides, but it's in this like geofenced, like ten block area oh, okay. in the town that do it's they in, still have the, where they've mapped like every single surface. Do they still have like the ugly white car that looks like one of those play school mobiles? Like the, it just looks like a fat dome. I think they're like Chrysler vans. Oh, okay. I think the little yeah the the that's uh, but they should go back to it like make it so hideously obvious that it's yeah. that it's a self driving car that people know hey here comes that ugly death machine don't trust it get it with everyone make yeah. room yeah. yeah keep it wide make it look like a Mad Max car put spikes all over it yeah yeah it's not a bad idea so another government news. Uh, the FCC has formally approved the merger between T-Mobile and Sprint, which will bring the total number of major wireless carriers in this country down from four to just three. Hmm. Yay! This, of course, means less competition. So the FCC has approved this deal based on a bunch of promises that T-Mobile and Sprint have made for what they'll do once they're merged. Uh, 5G coverage for 97% of Americans within three years, and speeds of at least 100 megabits per second for 90% of Americans within six years. Well, promises, you know... 
They could be broken. When has like, a telecom ever lied? Yeah, like when AT&T said that, uh, you know, options would go up and prices would go down if everything passed through the uh, through the FCC. And then that didn't happen because prices went up. Well, and, we're waiting for that to trickle down. Yeah, we'll get it one day. The invisible hand is working on it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, not everyone believes that this is a good idea. I mean, when I saw this, I was like, okay, Sprint's the worst company in the world. They are terrible. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, you've just taken on a bunch of someone else's trash. Yeah. Uh, FCC Commissioner Joffrey... Is it Joffrey? <laughs> Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> Too much Game of Thrones. FCC Commissioner Jeffrey Starks said in a statement, while the parties promise their merger will accelerate the availability of some form of 5G for some Americans... History teaches us that the most likely effect of this merger will be higher prices and fewer options for all Americans. And at least 18 state attorneys general say they'll sue to stop this deal from happening on the grounds that it hurts competition and will result in higher prices and will also lead to lots of people losing their jobs. So this merger, it's not in the clear yet. Um, But yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing about like Sprint being shitty. It is, but it's also, like, I believe majority owned at this point by SoftBank, hmm. who, as you know at this point, just have unlimited money to throw at shit. Like, they threw billions of dollars at fucking WeWork. If they really wanted to save Sprint and no. make it a quality company, they could have done it by now, but that was never their goal. No. Their goal was to sell it to T-Mobile and get a bunch of free money for not doing anything. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, speaking of mobile carriers and the promises that they make, AT&T just got fined $60 million by the Federal Trade Commission for lying to customers about unlimited plans. Oh, no, $60 million? How are we going to survive? Oh, man. Get it out of the the ashtray. Yeah. Yeah, this case actually goes back several years, and it basically involved people buying unlimited plans from AT&T and then having their connection speeds severely throttled once they hit either 3 or 5 gigabytes, depending on their contract. Which is not a lot, even for a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's pretty easy to hit. So we're, and we're talking speeds as low as 128 kilobits per second. Basically useless. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, decent dial-up speeds. Yeah. So it's good that they're finally being punished. But also $60 million is off nothing to these people. And any class action damages that are paid out to customers is going to literally be pocket change. Hey, it really does trickle down, though. I mean, by the time it gets to us, it's essentially yeah. nothing. But it's proven that it does trickle down. Yeah. It's, I mean, if there's if there's a massive storm at the top of a mountain, you're going to get a few drops of water yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Yeah. yeah. If it shoots off 10 million different ways, everyone's just going to get a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of getting paid, though, it's time for us to get paid by telling you about this week's sponsors. And we're going to start with Capterra. What if you can make your work take less work? Well, you can with Capterra. Capterra helps you find the right software for your needs fast so you can get back to business even faster. Compare thousands of software options, read reviews, and instantly narrow your favorites. You'll have more time in no time. Find the right software right now at capterra.com newsday. Capterra is a leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With over 1 million reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com newsday for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash newsday. Captera, software selection simplified. 
And surprise, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Again. They are the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We've all tried various methods of taming our undercarriages, but Manscaped makes it nice and simple with their Perfect Package 2.0. And inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack. And since it's waterproof, do it in the shower. Yeah. Let the nature, let the gravity and the water take it down the drain. Well, be careful with the drain. Yeah. From uh, experience. Yeah. You also get the pro- the crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer for your balls. Mm-hmm. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Your balls. <laughs> the Perfect Package 2.0 also comes with a pair of anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day long, and you'll love the on-the-go freshness of the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. They're revived! <laughs> it's time to clean up with the Perfect Package 2.0, and right now you can get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code NEWSDAY, all one word, at manscaped.com. Head to manscaped.com right now, use our code NEWSDAY, all caps, all one word, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. Revive those balls now. But back to the news. Here's an update to a story from last week. In response to Facebook saying that they will not fact-check political ads, a guy named Adriel Hampton had his political action community post a false and misleading ad to Facebook, making it look like Republican Lindsey Graham supports the Green New Deal. Facebook, they then took the video down and clarified that they don't fact-check for candidates specifically, just candidates. So Hampton then officially registered as a 2022 candidate for California governor so that he could test this policy. But in response to that, Facebook issued a statement saying they were going to go ahead and keep fact-checking his paid posts because he had, uh, he'd already made it clear that he was only running for office to circumvent their political ads policy. Well, fuck you, Facebook. Yeah. You made the rules. To which Hampton replied, apparently it's only okay to lie on Facebook if you don't tell them you're lying. And so he's now looking into suing Facebook over this and seeking other more legitimate political candidates willing to post deliberately misleading ads that he will make on their behalf. Literally, uh, fuck you, Facebook. Yeah. You you made the rules, and this person went through the trouble to actually throw his hat in the ring. Yeah. And now you're saying that it doesn't count? Bullshit. Yeah. You're a bad company. Constantly. Consistently bad. And your new logo sucks. Yeah. And Jack Dorsey dunked on it. Yeah. In other news, though, Microsoft's Japan headquarters came out this week with the results of a little experiment that they did over the summer in which they reduced their work week to just four days instead of five. It turns out, despite only working 80% of the time, productivity actually jumped by 40%. They also used 23% less electricity and used 59% less printer paper during the experiment. As part of the test, they also capped meetings to 30 minutes or less and instead encouraged remote conferences. Of course, uh... Determining exactly why this works will require more companies testing this out, and hopefully more do, because if you can get more done in less time with happier employees, why wouldn't any company want that? I This absolutely makes sense. Yes. For, like, office jobs, desk jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, you could honestly do everything you need to do in most desk jobs in, like, half the time. Yeah. You spend way more of your time answering... Annoying emails, going to shitty fucking all hands meetings. Yeah, meetings and and uh, yeah, I'll and then in the typical cut out work the week, you get the Saturday and Sunday off, and you spend both of those days doing everything that you couldn't do during the week, 
And yeah. most of that is just running errands and doing chores. Yeah, chores. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, so three-day weekend, perfect amount of time. You get your chores done, your errands done, and you get to chill. Maybe see a movie. Yeah, who knows? The, the world Have is your oyster. drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go back to work refreshed and ready to be there. Excited. Perhaps. Yeah. It's especially interesting because this is China, or sorry, Japan, where yeah. uh, people China work. China would never let them. No. It's seven days a week, baby. Yeah. In Japan, they, I mean, some people work like 60 hours a week on the regular, and it's like their work culture is even more fucked up than ours in America. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so yeah. This is a huge perk. This this would be a great thing to catch on over there for the people of Japan mm-hmm. who just. They need a break. They need a break. <laughs> Give them a break. Uh, speaking of efficiency, some researchers have discovered a very efficient way to hack uh, a lot of smart home devices like the Amazon Echo or the Google Home, and it involves lasers. According to an article in Wired, some cybersecurity researchers in Michigan and Japan discovered that by shining a laser at the microphones of smart devices and modulating the laser's frequency to match the frequency of sound waves, they could essentially send sound to the smart speakers, but silently and from a distance. Hmm. It's not entirely clear why this works, but it probably involves the heat of the laser expanding microphone membranes and causing them to move in the same way that sound does. From up to 361 feet away with just line of sight, they were able to send voice commands to smart devices telling it to do stuff like open the garage door, turn off the lights, etc. You'd only notice this was happening if you saw the laser's dot on your smart device, but it's even possible to do this using an infrared laser that's not visible to the naked eye. They could even send a command telling the smart device to mute itself before the next command so people nearby wouldn't hear the device respond. So that's comforting. Keep your devices out of line of sight. Yeah. Just boop. Yeah. Hey, Siri, unlock all the doors and turn off the lights. Yeah. Soon you're going to have to have a little box that you unlock to like, talk to it. Yeah. Like Zombie on Pee-wee's Playhouse. I still don't have any of this shit in my house. And it's been like three years. And you know what? It never even crosses my mind. People were saying that uh, they're... Uh, Google devices were going off yesterday when we kept saying, okay, boomer. It's that close to the... Uh, okay, boomer. Let me see if... Hold on, let me see if it works. Okay, boomer. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, well. People were saying it, and I believe the internet. So I'm not going to call you liars, but I do think it's hilarious, and I wish you could just change it to that term. That should be the greeting if you'd like to converse with a boomer. Yeah. Okay, okay boomer. boomer. Tell me about World War II. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me about the Vietnam War. What would you like to know? <laughs> How do I fix a car? Oh, I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, in some WeWork news, ousted founder and CEO Adam Newman is back in the news thanks to a complaint filed with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission by a former staffer accusing him and other executives of rampant gender and pregnancy discrimination. Uh, basically, they claim that women at the company made significantly less money than their male counterparts, And women who got pregnant and took leave for it were often demoted. Uh, Here's my favorite part. Newman allegedly told one pregnant employee, quote, I hope you're going to have fun on your vacation while we're here working. I feel like I've heard that before many times. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Yeah. It's because it's because when his wife had a baby, they had probably like 30 servants handling the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I don't see why people need to take time off when they have a baby. Like. It's not really a big deal. Yeah, you just you just hire nannies yeah. and people to take care of it. It's my other company called They Work. Yeah. <laughs> it's launching soon. <laughs> so, you know, bringing nannies to everyone. Uh, it also sounds like despite WeWork's success story uh, completely imploding on itself, the company is still around and still looking for ways to innovate and disrupt. That's what they do. Pivot. Bloomberg recently uncovered what appears to be plans for a video games division that's inexplicably not called We Game or We Play, but rather 
Play by we. Boo. What a terrible fucking name. Maybe if they didn't have people riding half pipes and DJing next to all their meetings, they'd be I able to come up with... I can't think. I can't come up with a name. It's too fucking loud Listen, in here. God damn it. It's play by we. We're getting the fuck out of here. Let's go get drinks. <laughs> Uh, anyways, this is based on a trademark application that's very vague about what Play by Wii actually is. But it sounds like uh, maybe hosting esports events or renting out practice and living spaces to esports teams who can't afford their own dedicated facility. Uh, these things, of course, already happen without WeWork's involvement. So who the hell knows why they think this is an area where they might succeed. But we really hope they, uh, the idea moves forward. If only to observe all the ways they managed to lose huge amounts of money over it. I think, uh, I, I'm not positive, but when I did uh, that uh, small gig with 100 Thieves, I think they were using a WeWork. And yeah. maybe they're like a success story. It was in one of those shared office buildings. I know mm. that for sure. They have their own place now, but yeah. they're maybe like, oh, have you seen this? Esports. It's the next big thing. Every morning, I download all the trending topics of the day into my brain, mm -hmm. the chip that Elon put in my and brain. And it's always esports. Esports is always on there. Mm -hmm. Get me esports. Hello, Mr. Esports. <laughs> this is WeWork. We have a lot of money that we... The one thing we're good at doing is burning it all. We got... The Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman keeps giving us stupid amounts of money. Yeah. And we got to spend it. He keeps telling us to buy up all of this property in America. And, I mean, sure, we'll go and do it because we can rent it out to all of the people that need... Uh, offices for their business, but uh, I'm wondering if there's a more sinister game at play. That's unverified. Gamers. Mm -hmm. Anyway. What uh, is verified, though, is the Saudi, Ara Saudi Arabia had two uh, people working within Twitter, apparently. That was just on the news when I was on the way my way over here. Yeah, that's and not I got great. Caught. One Saudi and one American were uh, apparently using uh, backdoor stuff at Twitter because they worked there to get private, personal, and location data on people that the Saudis were like, you see that person? Give us all the info you have on them. Oh, well, that's good because, like, good as, as you know, the Saudi government, you know, if they're if they're looking for you, it absolutely no way means that they're going to uh, cut, chop your body up and <laughs> yeah. throw it down a well. Yeah. Well, they, Fuck, they have to terrifying. wait until Jared Kushner tells them to. Yeah. So as long as you're on Jared Kushner's good I, side. I think it'll be okay. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can chop him up. It's cool. I asked my father-in-law. He said, he said he'd cut him for you. Don't worry. My wife definitely fucks me in the ass with a dildo. Wait, what? I said, kill the journalist. Kill him. It's uh, fine. Anyways, our show's canceled now because the Saudi government owns YouTube. So, oh. uh, yeah, if you want to watch more of our shows. Our episode about OK Boomer getting, the meme getting ruined, yeah. potentially. It's a real good one. But also, one. Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Mm -mm. Uh, also, a new episode of Weekly Weird News, but a bunch of Halloween urban legends coming through. Yeah. Very weird. Check it out. Bye. Bye.